أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم Lesson number 69 Surah Al-Ma'idah Ayah number 6 to 14 Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu O you who have believed Iza qumtum ila salati When you stand for prayer When you rise up in order to pray salah Then what should you do? فَغْسِلُوا وُجُوهَكُمْ وَأَيْدِيَكُمْ إِلَى الْمَرَافِقِ Then wash up your faces and your hands up to the elbows. What is being said in this ayah? That when you intend to pray, then before you pray salah, what do you have to do? Wash yourselves up. Purify yourself. Clean yourself. Over here, washing doesn't just mean becoming clean, but rather it means perform wudu. So in this verse, the description of wudu is given. And the reason for making wudu is what? Salat. إِذَا قُمْتُمْ إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ So this proves, this shows that wudu is a requirement for salah only. You need wudu for salah only. So, فَغْسِلُوا وُجُوهَكُمْ And notice how Allah says over here, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا O you people who have believed. What does this mean? That believers are required to perform wudu. It's a part of iman to perform wudu. Which means that if a person doesn't do wudu, then his prayer will be invalid. If he doesn't have ablution, then his prayer is meaningless. You cannot pray without wudu. And it also shows that purification, cleanliness is a part of iman. What do we learn? At-tahuru, shatrul iman. Cleanliness is a big portion of iman. And this also shows that iman improves with tahara, with cleanliness. The more clean you keep yourself, the more wudu you perform, the more you keep your body clean, then your iman will be stronger. And the more careless you are about tahara, about cleanliness, the weaker your iman is. Because the matter of tahara is a very secret and private one. It's just something that is between you and your Lord. For example, when a person uses the washroom, if they make sure that they are clean after they have used the washroom, who's checking on them? Is your mom on their head making sure that they have wiped themselves properly, they've washed themselves properly? No. Only for little children, not for adults. So what is it that will ensure that a person washes himself, herself properly? What will? that Allah is watching me. Fear of Allah, taqwa of Allah. So what does that prove? That the more careful a person is about his tahara, the more iman he has. And the more careless he is, the weaker his iman is. So, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِذَا قُمْتُمْ إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ When you rise for prayer, then do wudu. How? فَغْسِلُوا وُجُوهَكُمْ فَغْسِلُوا from غَسَلَ غَيْن سِين لَام And what does غَسَلَ mean? To wash. To cause water to flow. So when you wash your face, it means you take a little bit of water and throw it on your face. Make it run down your face. This is a requirement. You can't just take wet hands and just wipe your hands over your makeup covered face to make sure that your makeup doesn't get ruined and then you just make your face barely wet. No. Wudu is not complete. You have to take a little bit of water and cause the water to flow down your face. Okay? فَغْسِلُوا وُجُوهَكُمْ And wuju is the plural of what? 
What else do you have to wash? وَأَيْدِيَكُمْ Plural of yad, hand. So wash your hands as well. Until where? إِلَى marafiq. Marafiq is the plural of mirfaq. From the root letters رَافَقَاف. And what is mirfaq? Elbow. So wash your hands up to your elbows. Okay? Wash your hands up to your elbows. What does that mean? Wash your arms. وَمْسَحُوا بِرُؤُوسِكُمْ Thirdly, you have to wipe your head. وَمْسَحُوا from مَسْحْ Wipe. رُؤُوس plural of رأس Wipe your head. How do you wipe your head? In wudu. How do you wipe your head? We have read the method of wudu twice before. We read the ayah in Surah An-Nisa and you've studied fiqh of tahara. So how do you do it? Demonstrate it to me right now. You take your wet hands and then you... You start wiping from the top all the way to the back and then you bring your hands back to the front. And the head includes wiping of the ears as well. It's not mentioned in the Qur'an, however it is mentioned very clearly in the sunnah. How do you wipe your ears? You just take your wet fingers and you do the inner part and also the outer part. Okay. What about your neck? Do you have to wipe that too? No. Because... It's not part of the sunnah. It's not mentioned in the Qur'an. It's not mentioned in hadith. It's not a requirement for a person to wipe the neck as well. So, وَمْسَحُوا بِرُؤُوسِكُمْ Wipe your heads. And by the way, when you're washing your arms, you have to wash up to where? Elbow and including the elbow. You have to make sure that it's all wet. So, وَمْسَحُوا بِرُؤُوسِكُمْ وَأَرْجُلَكُمْ And your feet. Arjul plural of? Rijil. Rijil, rajim lam. What does it mean? Foot. If arjul is feet, then rijil is foot. So, wa arjulakum, and your feet as well. What do you have to do with your feet? What does the ayah say? It says, وَمْسَحُوا بِرُؤُوسِكُمْ وَأَرْجُلَكُمْ إِلَى الْكَعْبَيْنِ And wipe your heads. And then feet are mentioned after that. Up to the ka'bain. Ka'bain are the? ankles. So does this mean you have to wipe your feet? Don't you wash them? Yeah, you're supposed to wash them. You only wipe them when you have socks on. Right? So what does it mean by this? Is this Quran contradicting the sunnah? Sunnah contradicting the Quran? What is this? You just need a little bit of knowledge of grammar here. Okay? Remember I told you once about wow of atf. Right? That the words that are connected with wow of atf, they end in the same way. They should end in the same way. When they end in the same way, that means that the same command is applied to them. Now over here we see that وَمْسَحُوا بِرُؤُوسِكُمْ رُؤُوسِ Seen has a kasra under it. And then you have a wa, wa of atf. And then comes arjul. But arjul has a Fatha on it, arjulakum. If it was arjulikum, then you would apply the command wamsahu over it. That wipe your heads and your feet. But since there is a fatha on the lamb, that means this is not connected with wamsahu. This is connected with something that is mentioned previously, and the word also has to have a fatha. So go back. Which word comes after wa and ends with a fatha? وَجُوهَكُمْ أَيْدِيَّكُمْ Okay? So in the middle you have مَسْحْ and then again you have أَرْجُولَ So they're connected. 
And what's the command that is being applied to them? فَغْسِلُوا So فَغْسِلُوا Washing is applied to what? وُجُوهَكُمْ أَيْدِيَكُمْ And أَرْجُلَكُمْ And the command to wipe is applied to what? رُؤُوسِكُمْ only. Isn't that what you do in wudu? You wash your face, your arms, as well as your feet. And what do you wipe? Just your head. But why is it mentioned in such a complicated way? It's not complicated. Okay? For Arabs, this is not complicated at all. The benefit of mentioning it in this way is that you know the order, the correct order of performing wudu. Which is that, obviously the hands will come first because if you want to wash your face, you have to wash your hands first. Okay? That's understood. That's not clearly mentioned, but it's implied. So the hands, the face, the arms, the head, and then the feet. Okay? So by mentioning it in this way, the order is emphasized. That you have to maintain the right order in wudu. You can't say, I feel like washing my feet first, so I'm going to wash my feet first. And then I feel like washing my face. And then I feel like washing my hands. And then I feel like wiping my head. And then I feel like washing my arms at the end. You can't mess up the order. Just like in salah, can you mess up the order? Let me start with rukur. You know, I love sajda, so I'm going to start with sajda. Can you do that? You can't. You have to follow the correct order. Just like that in wudu, you have to follow the order as well. So by mentioning it in this way, the order is maintained. There's one more benefit. And that is that arjulakum is also recited as arjulikum. And what that means is that in some situations, you can also wipe over your feet. And when is that? When you have socks on. And when did you put those socks on? When you had wudu. So you had wudu, you put socks on, and then you lost your wudu. So when you're doing wudu, what will you do? You will just wipe over your socks. Okay? And when you wash your feet, you will wash them until ilal ka'bain, up to the ankles. So, so far we have learned about wudu. When do you do wudu? Obviously when you need to pray. But basically you do wudu when you have hadath asghar. What does hadath asghar mean? There's two levels of impurity. One is a minor level of impurity and the other is a major level of impurity. Hadath asghar is minor and hadath akbar is major. Hadath asghar, the minor level is the state which requires only wudu. So for example, you use the bathroom. So in that case, do you have to take a bath? No, you just use the bathroom. So all you have to do is just wudu. Secondly, hadath akbar. What is that? The state which requires a bath. Meaning you have to take a bath in order to pray salah. So for example, a person had sexual intercourse. Then they have to have a bath before they can pray. So Allah says, وَإِن كُنْتُمْ جُنُبًا If you are junub, junub meaning the state of janaba, and it's from the root letters jim noon ba, jamb is to be at a distance. So it is the state of impurity on account of sexual intercourse or excretion of sexual discharge, which makes ghusl necessary. So if you're in the state of janaba, Allah says, فَطَّهَّرُوا Then completely clean yourselves. Meaning not just your face and your hands and your feet and your head. No. فَطَّهَّرُوا what does that mean? Completely clean yourself. What does that mean? That take a full bath. Wash your entire body from head to toe. From the scalp of your head to your toes. You have to wash your entire body. فَطَّهَّرُوا So two things, 
are mentioned so far. Wudu and ghusl. Do I need to go into the details of how to do ghusl, how to do wudu? I don't need to, alhamdulillah, because you have studied Kitabu Tahara, the fiqh of Tahara earlier. وَإِن كُنْتُمْ marda. If you are sick, marda plural of marid, أو على سفر, or you are on a journey, أو جاء أحد منكم, one of you came, من الغائط, from the toilet. غائط, from the root letters, غَوَوْطَ And what does غَائِط mean? Bathroom. Do you remember the meaning of this word? Low depressed ground. Also soft. Why? Because the Arabs would go to a low place so that they could have privacy when they were using the washroom because they had no washrooms in their houses. So غَائِط means washroom. It's low ground. غَاطَ يَغُوتُ is to dig. So it's also required that when a person is answering the call of nature out in nature, then he has to dig the ground a little bit in order to cover the najasa. He shouldn't just leave it out because it's not nice to do that. He should cover it up. So, So so far what has been mentioned is that you need to do wudu. You use the bathroom, you need to do wudu. But you are sick or you're traveling. When you're sick, you can't do wudu. When you are traveling, you may not find water. And you need to do wudu. And there is another situation, that you need to take a bath. Why? Because, لَا مَسْتُمُ النِّسَاءَ مستم From lams, lam meme seen. And lams is physical contact. Not just the hand touching something, but it's the body of one person touching the body of another. So you had physical contact with the women. Which means that you either had sexual intercourse or you had sexual discharge. So in that case, obviously what is required? This is the state of Janaba, right? What is required? Ghusl is required. So you need to do wudu or you need to do ghusl. But there is a problem. And that is that falam tajidu ma'an. You don't find water. Is that possible? Of course, very much so. You may not find water. Or you may not find water that is suitable Recently, when there was so much rain and also flooding, some people didn't have electricity. If they didn't have electricity, that meant that they wouldn't have hot water. Alhamdulillah, for some people it was only a couple of hours, for some people it could be days. Now imagine if a person needs to take a bath or needs to do wudu, and imagine it's winter, and there's no hot water available. And you could use the kettle, but there's no electricity. So how are you going to heat up water? How are you going to do that? And if you use cold water to take a bath, you're going to die. Or you're going to get really sick. There's fear of sickness. So in that case, when you don't find water, or you are in a state where using water is not suitable for you, then in that case, فَتَيَمَّمُوا Then do tayammum. فَتَيَمَّمُوا Do tayammum. With what? سَعِيدًا طَيِّبًا Clean earth. How will you do tayammum? فَمْسَحُوا بِوُجُوهِكُمْ وَأَيْدِيكُمْ مِنْهُ Wipe your faces and your hands with it. First the face, and then the hands. Obviously before you do wudu, before you do tayammum, what do you have to say? Bismillah. Just like when you slaughter an animal, before that you say Bismillah. When you do wudu, you mention the name of Allah. And then when doing tayammum, you pat your hands on the ground, wipe your face first, and then you wipe your hands. فَمْسَحُوا بِوُجُوهِكُمْ وَأَيْدِيكُمْ مِنْهُ So what do we learn here? That tayammum is an alternate for what? Wudu and ghusl. It is an alternate, a substitute for wudu and ghusl. But you will not do wudu with mud. Nor will you take ghusl with mud. What will you do? You will do tayammum. 
in the manner that is described over here. Which is that you just pat your hands on the ground and you wipe your face and then your hands with it. Why? Why is this allowance given? Allah says, مَا يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ Allah doesn't intend لِيَجْعَلَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِنْ حَرَجٍ That He should make for you any difficulty. Haraj is what? Difficulty. It's basically constriction, tightness. So He doesn't want to make things difficult for you, suffocate you, you know, tie you up with so many restrictions that you can't move. No, Allah doesn't want to create any difficulty for you. This is the reason why He has given you the option of tayammum. He has given you the option of tayammum. So then, why doesn't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala simply remove the obligation of tahara? If a person cannot do wudu, they can't do it. Why tayammum? Like for example, if a person is sick, and if he takes a bath, he will die. So, he should just simply be allowed to not pray? Or not do anything and just pray like that? Don't you think that would be easier? Why is another option given? This is just like when you're sick and you can't stand up and pray. What are you told? You can sit down and pray. You're like, but why? Might as well not pray. Isn't that much easier? Why is it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us an easier option? لِيُطَّهِرَكُمْ وَلَكِنْ يُرِيدُ لِيُطَّهِرَكُمْ He intends to purify you, to clean you. Because when you do wudu, when you do tayammum, what happens? You're not just cleaning yourself physically, but also in the intangible sense, your sins are being removed. You know that? Your sins are being removed with every drop of water that falls. Tayammum, when you wipe your face, it's as though you're wiping off sins from your face. It's as though you're wiping off sins from your hands. Think about the many times we've committed sins with our hands. Maybe in writing, maybe in hitting, maybe in pinching, maybe with a gesture. So when you do tayammum, it's as though you are rubbing off those sins. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it mandatory for us to pray, to do wudu. If not wudu, then tayammum. Because otherwise, how will we get clean? How will we become clean of sins? And, وَلِيُتِمَّ نِعْمَتَهُ عَلَيْكُمْ And He intends to complete, perfect, tamimim, perfect His blessing upon you. Which blessing? The blessing of the deen. So that you know what to do, how to follow the deen in every situation that you are in. Whether you are in Canada or in any other country, winter, summer, normal circumstances, unusual circumstances, no matter what situation it is, you are able to observe the deen. You're able to worship Allah then as well. And when this is the case, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ Then you can be grateful. Because when you learn about how easy our deen is, you learn about how many options Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given, then really you are grateful. That Alhamdulillah, if you've ever been in a situation where you've had to do tayammum, then you feel thankful. Alhamdulillah. And if you were required to not pray at all, then a major part of your life would be spent without the deen. So many days, so many hours could be spent without worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is His blessing that He has given us alternates. He has given us substitutes. He has given us options. So that A, we don't miss out on reward. And B, it's also practical and possible for us. This is His mercy. And He wants us to be clean. Because, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ 
وَيُحِبُّ الْمُتَطَهِرِينَ He loves people who repent and He loves people who clean themselves. So this is why the obligation of ghusl, the obligation of wudu, of tayammum, to perfect the deen so that we can be grateful. وَذْكُرُوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكُمْ And recall, remember the blessing of Allah upon you. وَمِثَاقَهُ And His mithaq. Which blessing is this? The blessing of deen. Remember this blessing that Allah has given you. And also the covenant. Which covenant? الَّذِي وَاثَقَكُمْ بِهِ That which He has bound on you. Which covenant is this? This is basically when a person becomes a Muslim. Then it's as though he's making a pact with Allah. A promise with Allah. At the time of the Prophet ﷺ, it would be at the hands of the Prophet. Bay'ah would be taken. After him, it's just a pact with Allah. And what is that? إِذْ قُلْتُمْ سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا You have said, O oh Allah, we will hear and we will obey. So remember that Allah has given you this deen as a blessing and remember that you have promised Allah. When you're a Muslim, you have committed that you will hear and obey. That you will accept the commands. Therefore, وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ Fear Allah because إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَلِيمٌ بِذَاتِ الصُّدُورِ Indeed, Allah is fully aware of that which possesses the sudur. That which occupies the heart. What feelings you have. So, don't take this as a difficulty, as a burden. That why ghusl, why wudu, why tayammum? This is a part of His favor. And remember, when you're a Muslim, you've committed yourself to obey Allah. So you will obey Allah all the time. Normal circumstances and unusual circumstances. At home and also when you're traveling. When you have water and you don't have water. You will observe the deen always. And don't have any constriction in your heart, any grudges, any ill feelings in your heart. Because Allah knows, so fear Him. Inshallah we will conclude over here. We listen to the recitation of these verses. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu Iza qumtum ila salati faghsilu wujuhakum wa aydiyakum ila al-marafiq Faghsilu wujuhakum wa aydiyakum ila al-marafiq Wamsahu biruusikum wa arjulakum ila al-ka'bain وَإِن كُنتُم جُنُبًا فَاطَّهَّرُوا وَإِن كُنتُم مَّرْضَىٰ أَوْ عَلَىٰ سَفَرٍ أَوْ جَاءَ أَحَدٌ مِّنكُم مِّنَ الْغَائِطِ أَوْ جَاءَ أَحَدٌ مِّنكُم مِّنَ الْغَائِطِ أَوْ لَامَسْتُمُ النِّسَاءَ فَلَمْ تَجِدُوا أَوْ لَامَسْتُمُ النِّسَاءَ فَلَمْ تَجِدُوا مَاءً فَتَيَمَّمُوا صَعِيدًا طَيِّبًا فَتَيَمَّمُوا صَعِيدًا طَيِّبًا فَامْسَحُوا بِوُجُوهِكُمْ وَأَيْدِيكُمْ مِنْ مَا يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ لِيَجْعَلَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِنْ حَرَجٍ وَلَكِنْ يُرِيدُ لِيُطَهِّرَكُمْ وَلِيُتِمَّ نِعْمَتَهُ عَلَيْكُمْ وَلَكِنْ يُرِيدُ لِيُطَهِّرَكُمْ وَلِيُتِمَّ 
So we are told to remember the blessings. Why? So that we can be grateful. Because if you don't remember the blessings, you don't mention them, you don't talk about them, then you can't be grateful. So this is a time that we're going to spend remembering the blessing of knowledge of the Qur'an that Allah has given us. Why? So that we can be grateful to Allah.